Shalom to all. Today's daf is Erevin Daf Zion. We're starting eight lines from the top, the second word on the line. Today's daf is sponsored. Bishos Sarah Bas Masha. She should be zeichet to live many long and healthy years. Now we concluded yesterday's Gemara with a question on the people of Narda. They had a Mavi Akum, which is shaped like a U. You can see the picture in Rashi on Vav Amar And they took the Chumras of both Rav and Shmuel. Rav holds that it's considered a Mavi Mefolosh, and it needs a stronger Tikkun than normal. And Shmuel holds like Chananya, that we need a door on a Mavi Mefolosh. The Gemara had brought a Brisa, that one who follows the Kulas of two differing opinions is a Rasha, and one that follows the Chumras of two differing opinions is a fool. So how do the people of Narda do so? And the Gemara says, Mikom Kasha, so it's still a question. So Amar they really paskin completely like Rav. The halacha is really like the Tanakama. However, we don't paskin like that in actuality to people, and we actually advise them to do like Hananya that you should put a door on a Mavi Mufolish. What about Ravad Barav in the name of Rav that says that the halacha is like that, and we do paskin that we do not need doors and we only need a Tzoras of Pesach. So Amr of Shizbi of Shizbi says, When is it that we're not allowed to take on the Chumras of two people? Only when they're going to contradict each other. Meaning, sometimes a Chumr in one place is going to turn out to be a Kula in a different place, and vice versa, so we can actually run into serious issues, as we'll see right now. Kigain, for example, says the Gemara, Shadra a spine and a skull. Did not we have a Mishnah, a spine or a skull that's missing some of it is not going to cause Thomas oil. Now, we already know that a corpse does cause Thomas oil. However, this only applies to certain bones of the corpse. As we just learned in Davdalid, the Pasuk of Sa'ira, barley, teaches that a bone the size of a barley kernel is matame by touching and carrying it, but not ba'il. A person's skull or spine can transmit Thomas oil as long as it's intact and it's not chas or anything. And the Gemara says, Bekam chisarin. what is the chisarin of the spine in the Gulgailos that if it has this much missing, it's not going to transmit Thomas oil? Beshadra, if it's the spine, it has to be missing two vertebrae. It has to be missing one vertebrae. And with his skull, it has to be missing the size of Magdeach, which is a type of boring instrument. It would make a certain size whole. The amount that if you take this much out of a living person's skull, he would die. So that's the amount that if it's missing it, it's not considered like a full skull and it's not going to transmit Thomas oil. And the Gemara continues, This also applies to an animal that's a trefa. So let's just take an example. According to Beishamai, if a spine is missing one vertebrae, it's still considered intact and will transmit Thomas oil. However, it's not going to be a trefa. So it also turns out to be a kula. So what do we learn from here? If a person takes on the chumra of both, he's going to be a fool. Why is that? Because as we just saw, the Chumrah in one area leads to a Kula in another area. And if he takes on the Kulas of both, then he's considered a Rasha. Why is that? Because he's going to inevitably be over on some sort of Isser. For example, if he walks into a house where there was a corpse missing one vertebrae, and he considers himself Tahar, like the Kula of Beis Hillel, and he even goes into the Beis Hamikdash, but then later on, he eats the meat of an animal that was missing one vertebrae, and now he decides to apply the Kula of Beis Shammai, that this animal's not a Trefa, so he was either over on going into the Beis Hamikdash when he was Tame or on eating treif meat. So we see how he could be a Russia if he keeps to the kulas of both or a fool if he keeps to the chumras of both. So the Gemara continues, If the two opinions are not going to contradict each other, so then you can take on the chumras of both. And these people in Arda took on the chumras of both Rav and Shmuel and they're not contradictory and therefore there's no problem. So the Gemara asks, In the case where two chumras are going to contradict each other, we're not allowed to go like them? He asks, There was a story with Rebbe Kiva. He picked an esrog on the first of Shvat, and he acted with it, taking off two separate misers. 
one like Beishamai and one like Beishil. Now we know that in the seven year Shemitah cycle, in addition to the requirement of separating Truma and Meiser from produce, there's also the Chiv to separate Meiser Sheni in years one, two, and five, and Meiser Ani in years three and six. Now the official start of the year for Meiser of fruit actually begins in Shvat. Beishamai holds that the first of Shvat is the beginning, and Beishil holds the 15th of Shvat is the beginning. Now the determining factor for almost all fruit is when it just starts to form. If that was before Shvat, then it's part of the previous year's Meiser, even though it's only going to be picked after Shvat, which is in the next year, and if it didn't start growing before then, then it's already considered the new year. Now to slightly complicate matters, this is not the case by Esrig. Its Meiser year is determined by when it's picked. So here, Rabbi Kiva picked an Esrig on the first of Shvat in the third year. He took off Meiser Ani like Beishamai, that the new year starts on the first of Shvat, and also took off Meiser Sheni like Beishil, that it was still considered the second year for the Meiser. And these two opinions are mutually exclusive, they're Sasriya Adadi. So how did he do like that? So the Gemara says, not a problem. Rabbi Kiva, Gemari Estopikle, Rabbi Kiva himself was doubtful as if to have he learned this halacha. He didn't know. He was really going like Beishil. He just didn't know if Beishil held that the beginning of the Meiser year was the first of Shvat or the 15th of Shvat. Therefore, he went according to both. It wasn't according to Beishamah and Beishil. It was according to Beishil himself. He just didn't know if it was the first or the 15th. So therefore, we don't have a problem. And now we're going back to the Machlekes between the Tanakam and Chananya that when we have a Mavim of Fulash, it's an open Mavim on both sides. How do we fix up the entranceways? Do we have to make a Atsuras HaPesach on one side and then Alechi or Kaira on the other side? Or do we actually have to place a door on one side and then Alechi or Kaira on the other side? So the Gemara says, Yasef Rav Yasef Kamed Rav Huna. Rav Yasef was sitting in front of Rav Huna, the Yasef the Ka'amar, and Rav Yasef was saying, Amar Rav Yehuda, Amar Rav. Rav Yehuda says in the name of Rav, Machlaikas Besarati Mikan Besarati Miklan. The whole Machlaikas between the Tanakama and Chananya, if the Mavu is open on both ends to a Saratya, Ufalati Mikan, Ufalati Mikan, or if it's open on both sides to a Falatya, these are two different types of Rashuya Sarabim. Aval, Sarati Mikan, but however, if it's open on one side to a Sarati and on the other side to an open field, or to open on both sides to an open field, then everyone agrees that you can just place a Tzirsa Pesach on one side of the Mavui and a Lechi Rukhaira on the other side of the Mavui, and then there's no issue. So the Gemara pauses and asks, When it's open to a Sarati, a real Rishon Sarabim on one side, and a field to the other side, we're allowed to have a Tzirsa Pesach on one side and a Lechi Rukhaira on the other, so you have to tell me that when it's open to a field on both sides, then I'm allowed to adjust it with just a Tzuras HaPesach and it doesn't need a door? That's pretty obvious. So the Gemara says, no, this is really what we're saying. When it's open to a Shusarabim on one side and an open field on the other side, that's like it's open to two fields on both sides, and therefore all you have to do is place a Tzuras HaPesach on one end and a Lechir Kaira on the other end. And now the Gemara continues, Rabbi Yosef concluded his statement, Rav Yehuda, only in the name of Rav Yehuda, but not that Rav Yehuda was saying this in the name of Rav, that Im Hayamavi Kalal Rechava, if this Mavoi opens into a backyard or a back lot, then you don't need any sort of extra tikkun to the Mavoy. All you have to have is a lechi or a kaira. Now let's take a look at the picture on the bottom left in Rashi over here. Now this picture is not exactly precise for the case that we're describing. So now looking at this picture, we're walking into the Mavoy from the Rishasarabim and we have a bird's eye view. So technically there should be an opening in this Mavoy on the top and the bottom into these empty spaces which are really chatzerais that have houses in them. Further going from this Mavoy into the Rechava, into this back lot, we have two houses on the 
top and the bottom. Those houses are not open into the Rechava, and we have an opening from this Rechava into the Rosh Hashanah, and that is really incorrect in the picture. There should be a sealed off wall, in this case, effectively sealing off this Rechava to the Rosh Hashanah. Now, the reason why, according to Rav Yehud, in this case, this Mavoy does not need any special adjustment, all it needs is a Lechi or Kaira, is because since it's not open into Rosh Hashanah, it's just open into this Rechava, this back lot, and this Rechava doesn't really have any use because the houses aren't open into it. So most people are not really using this Rechava at all. They're usually going directly from the Mavoy into their Chatzeres and then into their houses. Therefore, it's considered like a Mavoy Sasam and all it needs is a Lechi or a Kaira. Let's not lose our place on this picture because we're going to end up using it for Amud Beis. And now the Gemara continues, Abai told Rav Yosef, Had Rav Yehuda This member of Rav Yehuda is really in the name of Shmuel. Zayin Beis on the top, Deidu Rav, because if he had said in the name of Rav, Kashid Rav Ad Rav Batarti, we're going to have a steer and Rav in two separate cases. Da Amar Ravim Rav Amar Rav. Ravim Rav said in the name of Rav. Mavu Shenifretz B'Mulayel We have a Mavu which is completely breached and open into a Chatzar that it was backed up to. V'Nifretz a Chatzar Kenegdai and then the Chatzar itself has a breach in its wall opening into the Rosh Hashanah. Chatzar Mutars Umavu Aser. It's permitted to carry in the Chatzar without any sort of adjustment but it's Aser to carry in the Mavu unless you make an extra adjustment. Let's go back to this picture on Zion Amad Aleph. So now this picture actually makes sense. The Mavu is open into the Rechava. Now it used to be that there was a wall in between the Mavu and the Rechava and that was Nifretz B'Mulay. That was completely broken open as we see in this picture. And now we see this opening from the Rechava into the Rosh Hashanah that was also breached and now it's open. What's different in this picture also is that these two houses that we have at the top and the bottom of the Rechava actually are open into the Rechava so it's not really an unused backyard or back lot. It's actually a Chatzar. So this is what Rav was saying. If we have this Mavoy that's now completely open to the Rechava, and the Rechava is open into the Rosh Hashanah, so you're allowed to carry within the Rechava this Chatzar itself, because it's still considered like it has Mechitzais. These two openings are less than 10 Amos wide. It's still considered Rosh Hashanah It doesn't need any sort of adjustment. Whereas the Mavoy itself now would need an extra adjustment, because now it's open technically on both ends into the Rosh Hashanah. On the left-hand side, it was always open in the Rosh Hashanah, and now it's also open to the Rosh Hashanah through the Rechava. So back to Zion is the fourth line from the top, third to last word on the line, so Abayah concludes to Rav Yosef, Va'amai, why should you have to do an extra adjustment to this Mavoy? It should be considered like a Mavoy, which ends off in a back lot, and you should be allowed to carry in the Mavoy without any extra adjustment. So it must be that this member from Rav Yehuda, that a Mavoy that ends off in a back lot, does not need any adjustment, is not like Rav. So I'm related, Rav Yosef tells Abai, I know Layadana. Honestly, I don't know who Rav Yehuda said his halach in the name of. Of the Hava Badura Duravasa, there was actually a story that happened in the village of shepherds, Mavishakala Ruchava Hava. There was a Mavi that ended off in a back lot, and that back lot was breached into Rosh Hashanah as we had just showed in our picture and these people came from Rav Yehuda and he didn't require them to add an extra adjustment to the Mavoy and and if you're going to say it, that's problematic to say that in the name of Rav okay so have it be in the name of Shmuel and then we're not going to have any problem okay so everyone agrees over here but now the Gemara says now the Rav Sheshes told the following to Rav Shmuel Bar Abba some say Rav Sheshes had told it to Rav Yosef Bar Abba I'm going to clarify for you. There's actually a difference if the people of the Mavui and the Chatzar made an Erev Chatzeris together to join the Mavui and the Chatzar together and allow us to carry from one to another. So therefore, the Rav Rav Kasha, there's not going to be a stira between these two potential members from Rav. One case is where the people in the Chatzar made an Erev with the people of Mavui, and one case is where they did not make an Erev with the people of the Mavui. The anonymous member that we had on Zion Abad Alf on the bottom from Rav 
Yehuda that if we have a Mavui that's open into a back lot and it does not need any special adjustment, it could be that the wall of that Chatzar, that back lot, was actually open into the Rishis Rabbim. And the reason why we don't need an extra special adjustment on the Mavui is because the people of the Mavui and the Chatzar, they had made an Erev Chatzaris together and they're joining forces and therefore it's considered like one Rishis, therefore no special adjustment needs to be made. However, in the case of Yirmiyah Bar Abba, in the name of Rav, on Zion Bez over here on the top, if we have this Mavui that's open into the Chatzar, which is then open into the Rishis Rabbim, then we do need to have a special adjustment. That's just because there was no Erev Chatzaris done in between the Mavui and the Chatzar. So therefore, we don't necessarily have a steer between Rav and Rav. Let's just continue a little bit into Chesam and Aleph on the top. That which we originally had a Havamino, Ben Irvu, Ben Irvu Pligi, the Rav and Shmuel argue, irregardless of whether or not an Erev was done in between the Mavui and the Chatzar, so the Gemara says, Be'irvu my Pligi, Be'irvu my Pligi. What exactly is their Machlaikas even when an Erev was done, or what's their Machlaikas when an Erev was not done in between this Mavui and the Chatzar? So the Gemara says, Be'irvu Pligi, when there was no Erev done, they argue in the following, Be'irvu mi Bachotz, Ve'irvu mi Bifnim. When the potential Mechitza that we could use for the Mavui is only seen on the outside of the Mavui, but not seen on the inside of the Mavui. Let's turn back to our picture on Zion Abadalf on the bottom. If you take a look into this Mavui, where it opens into the Rechava, so on the top and the bottom, there are these little Mechitzas. However, you cannot see them if you're in the Mavui. You can only see them if you're in the Rechava. Facing the Mavui, you see these Mechitzas on the top and the bottom. So that's a Mechitza that's seen on the outside, but not seen on the inside. And that's where Rav and Shmuel argue whether or not that's considered a valid Mechitza. Rav says it's not a valid Mechitza, and therefore we have to have an extra adjustment to the Mavui. Shmuel says it would be a valid Mechitza, and you don't need to have an extra adjustment to the Mavui. That's in a case where an Erev was not done, so they still argue about that. Let's go back to our Gemara Chesam and Aleph on the top. Fourth line, last word on the line. And even when they made an Erev, they argue in the Shita of Rabbi Yosef. Rabbi Yosef says, We only taught this When the Mavui opens up into the Surchava, in the middle of the Rechava, but if it opens up into the side of the Rechava, then it would be Usr. Let's go back to our picture on Zion Amad Aleph. So in this picture, we have our Mavui opening to the middle of the Rechava. We have a little bit of Rechava on the left, a little bit of Rechava on the right, and therefore, it's very clear that this Mavui is not really supposed to be opening into the Rosh Rabim. It's really meant to be opening into the Rechava, and it happens to be that there's a break in the wall of the Rechava towards the Rosh Rabim. However, if the Mavui opens into the side of the Rechava, meaning if we take one of the walls of the Mavui and we continue it along the way, and therefore we only have an extra space in the Rechava towards the other side, but the wall of the Mavui is flush all the way until the Rosh Rabim, so then people might get confused and they might say, oh, this Mavui is really supposed to bypass the Rechava and feed directly into the Rosh Rabim. So in that case, even if the people of the Mavui and the Chatzar had made an Erev together, nonetheless, Rav would still say that we need an extra adjustment to the Mavui in order to permit us to carry within this Mavui. For now, we're going to conclude here, and everyone should have a wonderful day.